Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm super excited to have another week on the show with you guys. I am your host, Kate Boyle, and today we're going to be chatting about how we can have less stress, which is going to help our health success. So, yes, one that I'm always up for a rhyme, so I had to include that in the title this week, but Stress is a really serious topic, and I think it's one of those underlying topics we all know that we're suffering from some stress of some sort, some people more than others, but I think that it's one of those underlying things that's constantly there, and we don't realize how bad that stress is until we get to breaking point. So today we're going to chat about, you know, the different types of stress we can have, what our body's reaction is to stress and why it's so detrimental and what we can do to try to manage our stress better. I think being a female and I am, you know, talking about myself here, I feel like I am constantly under stress and a lot of that stress I put on myself and you may relate back to that as well you know, running a business, having children, you know, having a partner, having friends and family, and sometimes, you know, feeling responsible for helping people, you know, so much all of the time, which is such a blessing. But then sometimes I know I put too much stress on myself thinking, you know, I've got to, you know, help my clients at work. I need to get this done for my, you know, kids. I need to help my husband with this. I've got a friend who needs this. And then on top of that, I'm just trying to make my appointments on time. I am trying to keep the house running and the chores going and trying to keep everything going like I'm spinning eight plates at once that sometimes it can feel like it gets a bit too much. So, If you can relate to that at all in any way, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can, and you know, it's not just females, you know, but I do feel that uh, as a female, I know I put a lot of pressure on myself to be doing so many different roles at so many different times that sometimes, you know, stress can be a big factor to contributing to, you know, feeling unwell, feeling super tired all the time, all these types of things. So let's have a chat about stress and what we can do if you do feel like you're suffering from, you know, being a little bit too stressed out. So lots of areas of stress we have in our lives. So we can have stress in our diet, okay, in the sense that if we're eating foods that are highly processed, you know, high in sugar, have uh, seed oils in them, these are going to produce inflammation in the body and add extra stress, okay? Then we might look at our exercise. If we're not doing any exercise, then that can cause inflammation in our body because we might have excess adipose or fat tissue, um, which, you know, is a cause of inflammation. Otherwise, if we're doing too much exercise, we may be pumping too much cortisol through our body, which is our main stress hormone. And that allows us to, you know, cortisol is fantastic. So diving into cortisol 
It's our main stress hormone and it gets released when we are in a flight or fight state or when the sympathetic nervous system is activated. Now that can get activated in so many different ways. And I know you guys have heard this analogy so many times before that, you know, back in our caveman days, when we used to run away from danger and tigers and fight for survival, we had cortisol to help us run quick, okay, flee, fight or freeze, okay, it's otherwise known as, and that was super, super helpful to survive. But nowadays, we don't have any of those, you know, we don't have to hunt for food, we don't have to run from animals, but we have everyday stresses like getting stuck in a traffic jam and getting angry, you know, because some driver is abusing you or running late to drop your kids at school or, you know, just feeling a little bit overwhelmed because there's so many things you have to do at once and you don't know what to do first. So we have all these micro stresses that creep in, but our body doesn't know the difference between a major stress of running away from a tiger or running late for a doctor's appointment. Our body reacts in the same way. It just knows that we need to move and we need to do it now. And so it releases cortisol. Now, when we release cortisol, a few things happen. Now, it diverts, the body diverts our blood to our brain and to our limbs because it's like, all right, we got to go. We're going to flee from this, you know, tiger. We've got to run. So it starts to divert that blood away from digestion, away from our uh, sex organs, away from digestion in the sense that we are not going to be eating anytime soon because we're running from this animal. So we don't need to worry about that. So it takes a back seat. The same with our sex hormones and our sexual reproduction area it goes, none of that's happening right now. We need to run. So again, it moves our blood flow away from that area and it diverts it to the brain because it knows that we need to make some quick decisions and it diverts it to our limbs because it knows that we need to be fighting, fighting or fleeing very, very soon. The other thing that happens when this occurs, when cortisol is released, is our liver breaks down glycogen. So when we eat glucose, we eat sugar or carbohydrates, our body, if we have any excess, it will store it in the liver as glycogen. Now, when cortisol is released and we need energy to run, our body goes, okay, we're going to start breaking down that glycogen that we've stored in the liver and we're going to convert it to glucose so we can send it straight to your limbs to run. So you kind of get this dump, okay, this adrenaline dump and this sugar dump. And that's when, you know, if you've ever had been in a situation where it might have been an emergency, you know, or you have been fleeing or you have a car crash and something major happens and then you feel a bit faint afterwards because you've gone potentially into shock as well, it's because you've had that major dump of adrenaline and glucose and then your body blood sugar just crashes down. Sometimes that can happen too, even just on a smaller level when we haven't been eating nutritious food and we eat something like a nice sugary muffin and then, you know, the peak of the blood sugar goes up and then, you know, half an hour later, we get this crashing down and we get irritable and we get moody and we get quick to anger and all these things happen. So in a roundabout way, learning about why our stress hormone cortisol is so important is a really major thing and why it's released because then we can start to control the situations that we're in to try to get less of this cortisol being released. So I hope some of that kind of all makes sense. Now, if you know that you, you know, got a stressful life or there's, you know, it's just some stressful things happening right now. Some of the symptoms that you may be experiencing if you are under 
stress are things like tiredness, fatigue, just feeling like you have no energy. Um, As I said before, you can be quick to anger. You can get irritable and moody as your blood sugar just crashes down. You might get snappy. You might also have digestive issues. So, you know, if you need to quickly rush to the toilet um, because, you know, you're getting that sort of feeling like, oh, I've really got to go now poor gut health. It may be ongoing. So you may find that you get, you know, stomach upsets. Maybe you get things like irritable bowel or you don't digest your food very well and you get it sort of repeating back up on you and potential heartburn. A lot of these gut related issues can be related back to stress, getting sick all the time. So maybe your immunity isn't that fantastic and you seem to pick up everything that's going around one thing after another. Uh, you know, maybe it's a cold. I was speaking to a friend recently and uh, she had been really unwell and she'd picked up tonsillitis and then conjunctivitis and then sinusitis and just that, you know, constantly being hit with one after the other because your immune system is just not firing as well as it should. Other symptoms, you can have things like irregular periods can be happening. Um, you know, menstrual cycle just sort of out of whack. You can have dry skin hair falling out, thinning hair. And some of those may be similar um, to, they can happen as well if you've got thyroid issues. So you might not know if you're just under stress or maybe there's an issue with your thyroid. So that's often when you need to go get your bloods done, get it all checked at the doctor, rule everything out if possible. Um, You know, feeling cold, not having any motivation to do things, not being able to lose weight. That's a really big one. A lot of people, you know, come to me, they want to say, you know, Kate, I've just been really struggling to lose weight. I've got these sort of five or 10 kilos that never leave. No matter how much I exercise, how healthy I eat, I can't get rid of these five or 10 kilos. And they can be hanging around due to stress, due to this constant release of cortisol, which also, you know, we've got issues going on with our sex hormones hormones and things like that as well. So it's not just cortisol. There are four major stress hormones that we uh, sort of look at when that's occurring. That's a whole nother subject that we could probably do a full podcast on when you are stressed and trying to lose weight. But something to think about that if you have been trying to lose weight and you're really struggling, stress may be a huge contributor to that and something to look at. So if these things are happening, what can we do if we feel like we're, even if we're just suffering, you know, mental health wise, and we just feel, you know, that we are having mood swings, that we are feeling sad, that we are feeling potentially depressed, you know, always seek professional help where you need to and don't discount that at all. But definitely there are practices and habits that we can do to support ourselves to help limit stress. So some of those might be finding an activity that can bring you a sense of peace and calm. So for a lot of people, that's meditation. Okay. We've heard it before. We know the benefits of meditation, but for some people, it's just not for them. And that's okay too. Things like a moving meditation. So maybe going for a walk or swimming, these types of activities 
activities where you can move your body. So you're going to start to release endorphins, which are our happy hormones, but also take some time out as well can just really help you calm your nervous system and pop you back in that parasympathetic state. So prior, before we were just talking about our sympathetic state. So when we're in that flight or fight state, when we've got cortisol firing, when we're, you know, diverting our blood to our muscles and our brain to make quick decisions and flee. But the flip side of that is our parasympathetic state. So that's known as our rest and digest state. And this is the state we want to be in most of the time. We don't want to have, you know, scary, you know, high, fast paced situations happening where we need to react quickly most of the time. Otherwise, that's when cortisol goes crazy. And that's when it starts to, you know, our adrenal glands, they get burnt out. So when you've heard of things like, you know, burnout or adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, these symptoms are coming back underlying to stress. Okay. There are obviously going to be other things happening, but that constant firing of cortisol burns your body out because it has such a huge effect on all the other areas of our lives, on our digestion, on our um, reproductive system. You know, we could keep going on our organs, um, you know, on how we digest food. So et cetera, et cetera. But that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest state is super important. And there's ways that we can stay in that state. And that's by, you know, again, finding activities that keep us, you know, nice and calm by regulating our breath. And this is a really big one. And this podcast is going to be part one of two, because look out for next week, because we're going to be talking about breath work, going deeper into breath work and its benefits, because breath work is simple. It's easy to do. You can do it absolutely anywhere and it doesn't need to take a lot of time and it's free. So there couldn't be any more benefits and it can drop you back into that parasympathetic state where we're just resting, digesting and everything is firing on all cylinders. Hi everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast just quickly to let you know about Lean 14. If you want to have more energy, lose weight, start moving and just feel really good again, but maybe you're not sure where to start, then definitely check out my program Lean 14. Now Lean 14 is a complete program with a 14-day food and meal plan, recipes, shopping lists, Pilates workouts, templates for meal prepping and goal setting, as well as video trainings to help you kickstart your health and fitness. It really provides you with an easy to follow, clear plan of where to start with your diet, nutrition, looking after yourself, and the best bit, you can start at any time and there's no crazy food or expensive equipment or complicated instructions involved. It's really simple, it's easy, and best of all, it's effective. And I don't want you to miss out. To grab it now, simply head over to the show notes and click the Lean 14 link or head on over to the Mind Movement Health website and under the programs tab, you can hit Lean 14. Now, this program is based on my 18 years of experience of working in the health and fitness field and the results that I've gotten for thousands of women that I have worked with during that time. So head on over to the show notes and check it out because it will change your life. 
Other than that, there's lots of other things you can do with your stress. Potentially, you might need to, you know, manage your calendar or your time better. Maybe you need to start to say no to people or no to offers that come through. You know, a friend might say, hey, I'm going to be heading out, you know, on a Wednesday night for some drinks. Do you want to come? You might want to come. And it might be a really fun night, but you know, if you go, you're going to be drinking alcohol, which again is going to deplete us. We're going to be going to bed too late. You're going to be rushing around trying to get things done before you go. And it's probably not the best night for it. So maybe that one you need to say no on. Okay. But there might be other situations that can fill up your cup. So maybe a friend might say, I'm going to go for a walk on the weekend. Is, you know, are you free? Can you go? And if you have more free time, it's a activity that's really going to fill up your cup because you're going to connect with a friend. You're also going to get outside in nature, which we know is really nourishing for our body. There's so many studies out there that show us just 15 minutes in nature can help improve your mood, your concentration, your output. There are just so many benefits of getting back and connecting with nature. So maybe that type of activity you know, you can say yes to, you can schedule it in, you can work around, you can get help with the kids. So it might be something easier. And it doesn't always have to be offers to go out because I know it's one of those things you might be thinking, hey, Kate, but that, you know, going out on a Wednesday night and and having some drinks would fill up my cup. I would love to do that. And maybe sometimes that works. Maybe sometimes it doesn't. But I think putting your body first and having a look at where you're at, sometimes we have to do the evaluation. It could just be somebody from school has said, oh, we need some help on the parents committee. Can you come down on a Tuesday night and help us out for a few hours? And as much as you may love to and you love helping other people, that night you may need to put yourself first, your health first, and you know, get all the things done that you need to within your family and your work because you know if you go and spend those few hours helping the school out as much as you might want to, it's going to create a really stressful week which would might tip you over the edge for the rest of the week. So just learning to find our boundaries. And I think that's sometimes really hard too, because boundaries, boundaries will change. Sometimes you'll be in stages of your life where you can say yes to more things. And then sometimes you'll be in stages where you've got lots of other people and situations pulling at you and needing your attention that you have to create new boundaries or, you know, pull the current boundaries back a little bit so that you can really look after yourself. Sometimes we might need to remove the expectations we place on ourselves. I know for me that sometimes I place expectations that are crazy high and I expect myself to be able to get 10 things done in say an hour that most people would only get maybe two things done. And sometimes we need to reframe those expectations and think about where did those expectations come from and do they really matter? At the end of the day, does it really matter if you check off 10 things off your list or five things off your list because there's more time tomorrow and most of them aren't going to be you know, crucial that need to get done right now. So can we give ourselves a break? Can we change or you know, just start looking at reframing those expectations we place on ourselves and even look back at where these expectations come from? Where and when did we start putting these on ourselves? And at the end of the day, do they really matter? Other than that, we can look at really, you know, nourishing activities. 
are we getting enough sleep? Sleep, like stress, is one of those things that we don't think about. We often go, oh, I've got my diet dialed in. I've got my exercise dialed in. Amazing. But I'm only getting five hours of sleep. And I've got so many things crammed into my day that, yeah, my stress levels are off the charts. But stress and lack of sleep both produce inflammation. And as we inflammation, we know creates more stress within the body. Okay. And so therefore it just has that continual flow on effect. So really prioritizing your sleep, really eating lots of fruits and veggies, making sure that you're going to the toilet regularly. We don't want constipation. If we don't have enough fiber and we're getting constipated, then we're not going to be eliminating the toxins in our body because we push out some of those toxins through going to the toilet. Okay. So really making sure diet's high in fiber. We're eating nice whole foods that are really nourishing, full of vitamins and minerals that are helping to give us lots of energy. Are we hydrating? Can we look at adding in more water into our day? Again, water helps with digestion. Okay. Not just number ones, but number twos as well. That helps with us being alert, helps to prevent dehydration, which can lead to so many other things, brain frog, poor concentration, lack of motivation, etc. So just the basics. I always say the basics are never sexy. No one loves to hear about what you're eating, how you're exercising, how you're sleeping and managing your stress. But these four things and number five, hydration, these five things are super important for our health, which is all together going to help to reduce the stress load on our body. Also, finding some things that we enjoy. I touched on that earlier. You know, if there's an exercise that you really enjoy doing, making sure you carve out some time for it. And it might not even be exercise. It could be playing an instrument, could be reading a book, could be calling up a friend and just having a chat. You know, things like Pilates, which is one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of it. You know, there are a number, but one of them is the breath work that we do within Pilates. I can't tell you how many times I'm working with a client and at the end of the class, they say, oh, I just feel so much lighter or I feel so much better after doing that. You know, I just feel more energized. And all this feedback is because we're connecting the breath. We're focusing on our breathing. We're slowing our breathing down. We're also connecting to our body. So whether or not it is Pilates, it is yoga, because that has same some same of the effects as well. Um, whether or not it's taking some time out to meditate, to just be quiet, to sit still, to read, all these activities where we can just slow down, really connect with our breath, again, are going to really help with reducing our stress load. Also, just know that it may take some time. You know, when people start, you know, meditation is a really big one because um, we've run some meditation workshops, you know, in the studio as well as within our membership. And one of the major questions that always comes through is I've tried meditating. I just really struggle with it. I can't quiet my mind. There's all these thoughts coming in and I've tried it, you know, two or three times and it's just not for me. 
But sometimes it takes, you know, like anything, we've just got to go back and try again. And you might do the first time, you might just spend a minute or two focusing on your breath. And then you might next time try a five minute guided meditation. And then the next time you might do that a few times. And then you might move to a 10 minute meditation. So know that it can take time. And then if you do that, you know, I don't know, say for like three or four weeks and you're like, you know what, meditation's not for me you might try Pilates and then you might find that connection within that. So take some time, explore what feels really good for you to help manage your stress levels. And it's really funny because I was speaking with a client the other day and she has an autoimmune condition and she ended up at the doctor's because she was feeling really tired, had a few other symptoms going on. And the doctor said to her, you know, you really need to look at managing your stress. And she said, Oh, so, you know, maybe I'll book a holiday, a solo holiday to a tropical destination. And he was like, what? And she's like, well, if I, unless I, if I'm at home, she goes, I've got kids wanting me. I've got work calling me. I've got my husband needing me. I've got extended family. There are so many people that need me constantly that unless I'm on a tropical island by myself, it's just not going to happen. And I think that's how a lot of people feel that it is, you know, reducing stress all sounds great, but it's just not manageable. Their lives are just so stressful that they can't find any ways to reduce the stress. And that's where I always say, just start super simple. So when I was talking to her and and talking about this, um, I actually had her son in the class with me as well. And I said, well, you know, and and he's an an older teenager. So I was like, maybe there's some ways that you could help your mum. Maybe you could, you know, empty the dishwasher or potentially put your clothes away or make sure that you can look after the pets. There are, you know, things that can be done that can help take the load off. And I use this example because I think sometimes we feel that we need to do everything ourselves and whether or not that's because you know we think we do a better job out of it or it's easier if we do it ourselves that's one I know that I always think oh I'll just do it myself because it's easier but sometimes we need to ask for help we need to ask our partners and our kids and our family and our friends and it's okay if it's not done perfectly or the way that we want it because if it can afford us a little bit more time and space to look after ourselves then you know it's win-win So I think sometimes it's learning to let go of things. Sometimes it's taking some time to see where we can just carve out just tiny blocks of time. And that's why next week's podcast on breathwork is, you know, really going to be so great. And if you get time, definitely listen to that because we're going to delve into how just a minute or two can make a huge difference as I'll be talking you through breathing and stuff as well. But my main point, I guess, here is that I know we've all felt that we've been in situations where it all feels really overwhelming and do we think just doing something small isn't really going to make a difference, but unless we start to make that very first small change, nothing's going to happen. And I know often with so many people that, you know, I speak to, we get to the point where we're like, oh, we just need a holiday. I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. I just need a holiday. And you get on that holiday and you're like, oh, this is amazing. I feel so much better now. You know, I've got some time out. And we vow that when we go back to our everyday life, that things are going to change, that we're going to slow down more, that we're going to start that activity we've always wanted to do, that we're going to to, you know, really say to work, no, we're going to set clearer boundaries. And we get back 
and we get into the same busyness and we get into those same schedules and four or five months later, we hit that same point again where we're starting to get burnt out and we say we need to book another holiday and the cycle continues. So I think it's trying to create a life and a lifestyle in very small ways, just adding in one simple thing at a time, some breath work here. I walk here today, drinking lots of water, making sure I get to bed at an earlier time tonight to prioritize my sleep. All these little things add up and they do make a difference, especially over time. And it might take a little bit of time to start to see those differences, but the more that we can look after ourselves and manage our stress, then the better off we're going to be. And then the more energy we're going to have for ourselves, but not just for ourselves, for other people as well. So I hope by listening to this, it's inspired you to just start to make those small changes to help manage your stress. And if you are in, you know, positions where you do feel totally overwhelmed, reach out, ask for help. Maybe that's from family and friends. Maybe that's from professional people, whether or not you're suffering from pain and you can get in and see, you know, an osteopath or a myotherapist, or maybe you need to see the doctor or a psychologist, you know, try to build that network of people that can support you. That network of people that don't always look the same. They can be your kids and they can be your partner, but maybe they can also be friends. Maybe they can also be, you know, different allied health professionals. There is support in many different ways, even if it's just community groups and things like that too, you know, reach out and look down those avenues and start to take those very tiny steps so that you can really see the differences, you know, that come through when you look after yourself and you start to manage your stress. Because I guarantee you can see increases in your energy, in your productivity, in your happiness, in just your general mood, um, and even, you know, your earnings and stuff at work when you can start to get some of these things under control. So I hope you enjoyed this episode on stress, on really trying to reduce our stress so that we can really have and maximize our health success. And I'll look forward to chatting with you next week when we chat about breath work. All right. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And I'll chat to you then. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.